Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing today? As we sit, it is Thanksgiving Eve, but by the time you listen to this, it will be, as you could say, Thanksgiving Day. I trust and I bless and I hope everyone has a very safe and happy Thanksgiving. I know this year is going to be a very hot year, not being with your family, not being with your friends, but I hope the people you are with is family in a sense. Hopefully this time next year, the virus will be over and we can be back again to what we were, back with our family, back with our friends, our loved ones, and just <laughs> just looking at this virus and saying, my God, what was that? Ladies and gentlemen, we are 55 days away from putting our 46th president in the White House, putting Joe Biden in the White House. Can you imagine 46, the 46th president? We're 55 days away. Only 46 people as of January 20th will have held that office. To me, that is amazing. That is something. Before we begin, please, please, please listen to my friends, the girl, the go of the podcast, Car Chronicles 313, Twistic Logic podcast. They're putting out great stuff. Guys, give them a listen. Very educational. They keep me informed, keep me knowing what's going on, and I definitely enjoy every minute of it. Right now, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, some of us go home and we're cooking, and as we sit down tomorrow, or we sit down today with our families, and we have a, a spread, the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the corn, a nice bread. There are some people that won't have that. There are some people, due to the pandemic, have lost their jobs and are right now in a bad way. In a bad way. This woman put on TikTok a couple weeks ago, and she put, a true parent or a single parent knows what it's like to make sure your kids eat and are well fed before you eat. And if you starve, you starve. But you make sure your kids are fed. Ladies and gentlemen, I think of all those single parents right now struggling with that. Food banks are overrun. Overrun with people who thought they would never in their life have to go to a food bank. There are some people who probably volunteered at the food bank that they're going to right now. And people are having to make difficult decisions every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are struggling as a country. We're hungry. We need help. But where is the government to help us? 
food banks are being overrun. Think about it. There are some people who are probably wondering, how am I going to put Thanksgiving dinner on the table? How? Yet, our politicians can't seem to get it right. They're going home for the holidays. They couldn't even set aside their differences to come up with a relief bill. A relief bill. Now, you might say, well, Mark, the Democrats came up with their bill in May. You know, why should they be punished? You know why? Because they put... You know why? Because they didn't put a clean bill on the floor. They put a bill that was stacked to the gills with fat. With that, just pass a clean bill. Can you imagine if Nancy Pelosi did that? She put a clean bill on the floor. She didn't put a bill that had every Democrat's wish list in it. People are struggling right now. We are about to celebrate Thanksgiving. And what do we have to give thanks for? What? Do you know the other day, Donald Trump's Donald Trump's administration was going to cut food stamps. Food stamps. People right now need help more than ever. Kids are going to bed hungry. Parents are wondering where their next meal is going to come from. And we have an administration pulling back and wanting to cut food stamps. Thank God we had a judge push back on that and say, no, no. Donald Trump told us in 2016 he, he could fix it. He was the ultimate deal maker. Well, Donald Trump, since you've been in office, I have not seen one fucking deal made yet. Maybe on the international stage. But what about the people that need you now? You lost the election. So what? You're still president for 55 fucking days. Do your job. You're so worried about a conspiracy. Voter fraud. But you're not worried about the people who are struggling. Oh yeah, I forgot. They're not your constituents. You know, the 30,000 that the stock market hit that's more important than the, the mom who has to go to bed with an empty stomach because she made sure her, fed, her kids were fed. Donald Trump, what are we doing? Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell. Put your differences aside. Cancel Thanksgiving and sit down at the fucking table and pass a relief bill. A clean bill is all we need. People are hungry, starving, food banks are overrun. Unemployment is up to almost 800,000 people have filed for unemployment. It's starting to tick back up again. We are headed for what some people say is depression numbers. 
how did we get here and where can we fix it? We got here because we had a president not paying attention to the pandemic. We got here because we have a Congress that cares more about the stock market than cares about the people. Why? Why? Just pass a clean bill. That's all we ask. Pass a clean bill. That's all we ask. Pass a clean bill. That's all we ask. Right now, we sit. And we always ask ourselves this Thanksgiving day, what do we give thanks for? What are we thankful for? What are we thankful for? Some would say I'm thankful for the election. Some would say I'm thankful for my family. But there are some people right now who don't know what to give thanks for. Some people are thankful just to have something to put on the table for their kids to eat. You know, when I go to the grocery store, I'm so thankful that I have money to buy food for me and my kids. I know right now there are some people who don't have that opportunity, but I do and I'm thankful for it. We have a president who just doesn't even give a shit anymore. He's lost the election, so screw the American people. This is the legacy he wants to leave us. 55 days. You know, when I've left a job and I've given my two-week notice, I still do my job until the end. You're still paying me. I'm going to give you 100% until I walk out that door for the last time. But Donald Trump is so busy trying to so miss information and useless facts and just throw everything to say this election was ripe with fraud. The question I would ask Donald, if the election was ripe with fraud, how come Democrats lost seats in the House, did not win the Senate? I mean, think about it. If it was reaped with fraud, wouldn't it be the other way? People right now are hurting. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. And we can't pass a relief bill because we're so stuck and dug in. The election's over. We should be able to do something in this lame duck. But we choose not to. We choose to fight because fighting sometimes is better than coming up with a deal. Coming up with a deal means what? It means that you have to put your name to it. What's wrong with that? We just had an election. Putting your name to it shouldn't hurt anymore. There are people right now who lost their seats, and I feel bad for them. They should be the first ones saying, let's put a relief bill on the floor. A true, clean relief bill. Money for PPP. Money for food banks. Another $1,200 stimulus for the American people. People are hurting. 
yet we sit here and we play these games. We play these games. We play these games. Let's stop playing games and come to a solution. A solution where we finally take care of the American people. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine when the Democrats pass their bill in May? The Republicans passed their bill in May too. And they sat down and they came up with another stimulus. You know, we're so worried about costs. Yet, we have no problem passing a $1.5 trillion tax cut. Why should we care if we pass a $2 trillion relief bill to help the American people? Oh yeah, I forgot. It's the American people. Screw them. Screw us. We don't matter. But we should. Why should we care about $30,000? Excuse me. Why should we care about the stock market hitting 30K? Why? I don't have money in the stock market. A good majority of people don't have money in the stock market. But Donald Trump holds it up as this, this great mantra of his administration. The great mantra of your administration should be taking care of the working man, taking care of the middle class, relieving the pressure off of us and making our lives easier. You might have lost this election, but don't lose us too. You got 55 days. Do your job. Do your job. The one thing I keep hearing is Donald Trump is fighting for a job he's not even doing. He lost the election. So what? It's time to move on. Pass a relief bill. Put a bill on the table. Why should kids have to go to bed hungry tonight because politicians can't seem to figure out a perfect way to take care of them? Ladies and gentlemen, we're at a crossroads. A crossroads, and we have to figure out a way to go. Are we going to go left or are we going to go right? But Mark, we just, yeah, we just had an election. But are we going into this term where we're going to be so deadlocked on every fucking thing because we just don't agree? The American people are tired of it. Get over your fucking differences. Pass a relief bill. Food banks are overrun. They're overrun. Yet, we've got time to go on vacation. We've got time to do talk shows. Come on. I might be a Republican. You might be a Democrat. You might be an independent. We might not agree on every single thing at every minute. But one thing we can agree on. One thing. 
is that the American people need help right now. We might have different ways on how we want to help them, but ultimately, we should put a bill on the table that is clean and truly takes care of what's needed now and not our priorities that we've been trying to take care of forever. That doesn't matter right now. The American people matter. You matter. I matter. We say we're a nation under God, yet we don't live out his principles when it comes to this, to taking care of the poor, feeding the hungry. We're so dead set on taking care of the rich and feeding the rich and making sure the rich are taken care of. That the only time we think about the middle class is when we have to run for our seats for an election. Do you truly care? Do you truly care how I feel? Or is it all an act? Is it some act you're playing? Ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting on the cusp tonight, today. Unemployment is going up. Food banks are overrun. Kids are going to bed hungry. Parents are having to go to bed hungry because they are trying to make sure their kids are fed. Yet, we argue over the smallest things. Voter fraud. This election was a fierce, why don't you care for me? Why don't you want to feed me? Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the cusp. Please, I beg you, call your politician right now. Tell him, pass a bill, a clean bill. Get the pork out. We need PPP funding. Businesses are about to close. You can't survive with just 25% capacity. We have politicians telling us one thing and doing another, and when they get caught, they try to backpedal. Oh, I should have knew better. Yeah, you should have known better. You have told me to live a certain way, yet you are not doing the same. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we say we're a nation under God, yet we don't live by his principles. We say we care about our fellow man, yet we turn a blind eye when our fellow man has his arm raised for us to take it. Ladies and gentlemen, grab your fellow man's hand and tell him you'll be there for him. We have gone through a pandemic and we're still going through a pandemic. This pandemic should have taught us one thing. It should have taught us one thing. That we're all in this together. If I go down, 
you go down. If you go down, I go down. We should be coming together. And if we haven't learned that lesson now, we never will learn it. A pandemic, if it hasn't taught us that, nothing will. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you right now are the only ones that can fix this. We just had an election. Call your politician tonight and say, pass that bill. We have politicians worried about $2 trillion, but they didn't blink an eye when it came to passing a $1.5 trillion tax cut. Don't you dare worry about the deficit now when you didn't worry about it. <laughs> when you didn't worry about it three or four years ago. You don't have a right to tell me not to spend when you spent like crazy. It, it doesn't matter now. This is why people hate politics. Unless you are spending money and pay, putting money in their pockets, they don't care about you. They only care about us on election day. And election day is over, so now they don't care about us. Our priorities don't matter. We have to change that. We've got to get better. People right now are starving. And it shouldn't matter about a $2 trillion, fucking $1.9 trillion bill. What should matter is that we take care of the children in this country who are wondering where their next meal is coming from. The single mom who's making sure her kids are fed before she even eats. Why should we live in a country like that and then have our heads held high like we're the supreme moral compass of the world? Ladies and gentlemen, I love this country more than anything, but I think America's been dinged on that. People are hurting. People are starving. No more, no more political games. Just pass a bill. Food banks are overrun. People online are crying out for help, any kind of help. Kids aren't in school. To even get the free meal that they would get. We are living in a time where we should come together and not be torn apart. And if this can't bring us together, nothing will. Nothing. <laughs> Call your politician tonight. Tell them. Tell them, pass the bill. Take out the pork. Pass the bill. Make it clean. Make it a bill where you take care of the businesses, the restaurants, the schools, 
the middle class. We can do this. We have never done this before. And this should be the time we do it now. The one thing about this pandemic that it's shown me that this country is so divided deep down. We're a country where we only worry about ourselves. We've got nurses right now telling people to wear masks, begging, yet people don't want to listen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to come together. I will never get over this pandemic. We'll be stuck in this cycle forever. And this won't be the last pandemic. Oh, no, no, no. Not in my lifetime. There'll be another one. But if we can't handle this pandemic right, Lord help us for the next one that hits us. Food banks are being overrun. Children are going to bed hungry. Some are even wondering where their next meal is coming from. Parents are making sure their kids are fed before they are fed. Yet we go on vacation. Yet we talk about voter fraud. Donald Trump, you told me you were the ultimate deal maker. You told me only you could fix it. We are 55 days out. You're on a two-week notice, yet you do not give a shit anymore about the American people. I guess this is your way of making us pay for not giving you another four years? Why should the starving children of this country have to pay because you are butthurt? You are a sore loser. You can't take the reality that it's over. So you say, screw the middle class, screw the working man. Donald Trump, get off the golf course and come to the table. Do you know in 1980, right up until it was time for him to turn the keys over to Reagan, Carter worked his ass off to get the prisoners of Iran released. The man lost the election. It was over. He was done. Yet he still worked tirelessly to make sure the people who were captured in Iran were free. Can you imagine that? He actually worked the end. He knew he had lost. The results were in. He could have just phoned it. He lost the election over the Iran contrast over the Iran hostage scandal. But guess what? He wanted to see it through and he got it done. Ladies and gentlemen, I beg of you, call your politicians tonight and tell them to pass the bill. It's not about them anymore. It's not about Donald Trump anymore. It's about the American people. No longer can we say we're a nation under God when we don't live 
out what God stood for. We are a nation that can't figure out what to do. Why should children have to go to bed hungry? Why should parents have to wonder if they're going to be able to feed their kids next week? They should. Right now, just let's pass a clean bill. A clean bill. How hard is that? We focus on the restaurants. We focus on PPP. You know, businesses. Another $1,200 checks. We put money in food banks. We do things that can help us out. But if we choose to just argue over nonsense and shit that doesn't fucking matter, what are we solving? What are we doing? We're not doing what the American people want us to do. And that is lead. That is why they sent you to Washington to lead, to guide them. We're supposed to be a nation under God, yet we don't live by his principles. Ladies and gentlemen, call your politicians up tonight and say, pass that bill. Take the pork out. Make it clean. Make it focused. We can do these things. They are hard. But that's why we sent them to Washington to do the hard stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please. They're starving. We're starving. As we sit here and like those parents, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Not where our next meal is going to come from, but in politics, where are we going to go and where we want to go? I want to go to a system that is based on everyone having a say. A system that is fair not just for me, but for you and your children. And we can only get there if we agree to trust one another. And that's where we go wrong. We don't trust one another. You know, it's like we didn't give Obama a chance. We didn't give Bush a chance. We didn't give Trump a chance. And what's the first thing people say? Their supporters just give them a chance. And we're so dug in that we don't want to. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to stop it today, right now. January 20th. Let's give Biden a chance. Right now, what I'm seeing is a Republican Party trying to find its way and trying to come out from the wreckage, which is Trump. Here's a party that allowed themselves to be taken over and be consumed by Trumpism, that they chose not to speak when they had the chance to speak out. Marco Rubio puts out a text message or a tweet criticizing 
Biden's cabinet pick so far, saying they're Ivy League and they're going to lead us back to China. Ladies and gentlemen, Trump had people in his cabinet who were Ivy League when he became president. So Marco Rubio is saying we need only elect men and women who don't have top tier degrees? You want subpar people in the cabinet? Ladies and gentlemen, what he's trying to do is trying to play politics. He's trying to position himself to 2024. Marco, I hate to tell you, you are not going to get the nomination. You're a politician. You smell like a politician. You're not authentic. You're fake. And people want people who are real, authentic people. We don't want someone who's going to tell us what we want to hear. We want someone to tell us the unvarnished truth. And that just ain't you. So for you to sit there right now and tell us that these Biden picks are lousy, but you said nothing about Trump's picks? Trump's education secretary was not even qualified to hold that position, yet you voted for her. You voted to confirm her. She was a donor. I guess it doesn't matter. We have to get out of this cycle where it's them versus us, Democrat and Republican. We have to get in the cycle where it's us, America. If we don't do it now, we never will. And for Republicans to try and try in this new era to come back. We can't let them. We have to hold their feet to the fire and say, where were you when we needed you most? You chose not to speak. You chose to be quiet. You were docile. You allowed a man that was ill-equipped to hold the office. Beat you down to submission. And now you want to come out because he's lost and trying to pop your head out? You will never be president, Marco. I hate to tell you, you're not authentic enough. You're fake. And it was pointed out in 2016 by Christie. You read off talking points. You sit there and people tell you what to say. People want a politician to just speak off the fucking cuff and be real to them. That's Donald Trump. That's how he won the party, because he was himself. He had nothing to hide. He had nothing to lose. It was just him. Biden's cabinet picks have flaws. 
Are they perfect? No. But he's picking people that he knows that he can get confirmed. James Clyburn has come out and criticized him and says, where are you putting a black person or a person of color in a top cabinet position? Here's a man that went to bat for Joe Biden in South Carolina. Here's a man where the black Americans came out and supported. Yet, he hasn't put one African American in a substantial post. We have to look at that. And I think that's what he's going to get criticized for. I know he's trying to play it safe, but you cannot forget about the people who brought you to the dance. There needs to be an, uh, somebody for everybody. Am I saying we need to put an African-American in the cabinet? No. But we need to put someone in the cabinet who represents, truly represents America. That's what we need to do. Now, I, I know we're headed for a time where we're going to have a party that really wants to divide us. I know we're headed for a time where we're going to have a party that wants to prove their might and their muscle, but we can't let them lead us back astray. This is what got us here before. Can you imagine if we became a party or a country that truly led? Can you? Can you imagine if we became a country where we let this pandemic pull us together, not divide us? But we said, I feel your pain. Give me your hand. If I'm hungry, you're hungry. If you're hungry, I'm hungry. Let me feed you, please. Now you might say, Mark, who's going to be, you know, I think 2024 is going to be a very interesting cycle. I think by Trump staying out there, like, and I do agree, he freezes the field. But I think if you want to run, You've got to find your voice, and you can't let Trump hold the party hostage. Can't let him do it. You have to call him out and not be afraid. Because if that happens, you'll never, never become 
president. We're headed for an interesting time in politics. Charles Koch from the Koch brothers has been on what you could call a speaking tour. And what is he he's saying in his in his interviews? He's saying, if I knew what I knew now, I would not have invested in the Republicans or the Tea Party that I invested in. And you might be saying, what do you mean? They had extreme ideas on policies that I just did not agree with. And I just, I would sit shell-shocked and surprised at what they were doing, what they were saying, and I, I just could not believe it. What I want to call, tell Mr. Koch, you knew what they were doing. You just chose not to say anything because it was good for your bottom line. And now you're trying to find a different way. You can't rewrite history now because you're at the final stages of your life or the final stages of your business. Be honest. You knew what they were doing. You might not have agreed what they were doing, but it was good for your bottom line. And the reason you're speaking up now is because you don't want donors to make the same mistakes that you made. The policies that the Tea Party pushed truly divided this country divided us to a point that led us to where we got now Donald Trump, Sarah Palin, Marco Rubio, Tom Cotton, Tom Har Hardy. We are at a place in this country where we're fragile. Fake news, we don't believe what we see, the media is lying. Bull fucking shit. The media is telling us what we need to know. But we live in this fucking that we live in this fucking echo chamber where we only want to be fed what we agree with. And so for the Koch organization to look now and say, oh my God, what have I done? What did they do for you? How good was it for your bottom line? When you go to sleep at night, all the millions and upon millions were made for you. Was it worth it? Can you imagine if he had put that money towards good? Had he backed Republicans who were establishment? Can you imagine what could have happened? You can't rewrite history. You might be at the end of your life, but you cannot rewrite history to make yourself feel better at night. We all want to rewrite history. We all want to go back and say, what did I do? Why did I do that? I could have done better. Know how you do better? by owning up to what you did. 
and starting today, make the change. I would look at him right now and I would say, I know you've said, Mr. Koch, that you invested in these politicians that you didn't agree with. You regret investing in the Tea Party. You feel like their policies were extreme and too extreme for you you and your late brother's tastes, that they led us to where we are today where their policies have divided us and basically gave us the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. My question to you would be, what are you doing now to fix the mistake that you say you made? How do you feel you could have done things differently? What would you and your brother have done differently? Maybe invest some money in Democrats? Are you telling us this now because you feel like you're trying to set yourself up for something later? Are you still investing in these stream these very extreme Republicans and their very extreme Republican ideas. What do you have to gain by going on the speaking tour? Who are you investing in now? How much did you and your brother make from these investments that you made in these politicians? What did the Tea Party give you and your brother's organization? Do you feel like if you went back and you started to invest in maybe Democrats, centrist Democrats, modern Democrats, you could offset what has happened? Or is this all lip service to make us feel good and to make yourself feel good? You see, Charles, right now we're at a, we're almost at a civil war. And you were the one sitting there lighting the match. You were the one who shot the first gun for the first shot when someone said, hold your fire. So you kind of don't have a chance now to say, I was wrong and I want to go back. You see, once the damage is done, the blood has been splattered. The body count has been counted. There's no backseas to it. Now, you might be wondering, what can I do to change course? You can change course by owning up to what you did and owning up to what you're willing to do to make it better. That is the only way we can overcome this. We need to invest education, infrastructure, immigration. Let's truly put an immigration bill on the floor that takes care of the people who are here in the shadows. Let's let's take care of DACA. Let's do the things that people say are hard. Can you imagine if we just did those things, Mr. Koch? Are you willing to invest in those policies? No, you're not. You're just here to pay us lip service, to make yourself sleep good at night. I'm tired 
of people like you wanting to sleep good at night to clear your conscience. Please, I beg of you, if you really want to make a change, pay off. Use your corporation and raise money and start paying off student loan debt. Could you imagine the wealth we have sitting there on the sidelines if we can pay off people's student loans? Think about that. Please, Mr. Koch, think about that. Use your influence for good now. If you really want to make a difference use your influence for good now let's let's change what we did before and let's make it better but don't pay lip service to me and don't pay lip service to my family my friends please so There's a the thing of the pro progressives keep pushing student loan debt. Student loan debt. And and you know, I have a little student loan debt, and I think the one thing that I didn't know till recently that the president has the ability to cancel student loan debt. It's a small provision and the Secretary of Education's ability to do. Think about that. He can cancel student loan debt. You might ask, what do I think about it? Should he? You know, I think it's a tough call. I think you would want to say, do it. You know, there's a push right now for Joe Biden to cancel up to $10,000 of every American student loan debt, if not more. I don't think he should do it. Now, I think it's a good idea in jest. I think it's an idea where you, you do it, but I feel like it's a it's a it's an act that once you do it you're basically drawing an outline in the sand and i i don't think it's good in a sense on that because i feel like if you're going to do something like that pill a bill on the table i i feel like in this next administration if you do anything you need to have bipartisan buy-in. It's got to be Republican. It's got to be Democrat, hand in hand. And that is the only way the American people will buy it. But if Joe Biden just sits down with the Secretary of Education and he passes a freaking, you know, they, they, they go in, they go in, and they basically forgive people student loan debts. You know, these people went to college. 
these people made the choice to go to college. These people knew the risk. They knew. They took out the loans. They signed the paper. And so now the president wants to tell us to forgive them for their misjudgments? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people's student loans. It's like a freaking mortgage. And do they need relief? Yes. But forgiving them on their loans, I think, is a step too far. Now, what I'm suggesting is maybe student loan reform. You sit down and you come up with a bill that basically takes care of people's student loans. If you stay on tap for 10 years paying your student loan off, the government will forgive it. Now you might say forgive, yeah, but you have to be willing to make every single payment straight for 10 years without missing a payment. That's something where I feel like Republicans can get behind and you should be able to get behind. But if we clearly just forgive someone's debt, what are we telling them? That they can be reckless? And the question is, where's the cutoff? So we forgive student, we, so we, we forgive my student loan debt. Congratulations, Mark. Your student loan debt is gone. What about my, what about Bobby, who just got a student loan? Are we going to forgive his now? So when, where's the cutoff? Are we going to make college free? That's what we have to look at. My plan is, it's not, is it a good plan? No. But I think it's a plan where you put it on the table and you start the dialogue where you allow Republicans to come and sit at the table and put what they think is right in the bill. You see, we're headed to a new administration. And the one thing I would advise the president-elect, I would say, every time you want to do a bill, Make it bipartisan. Give Republicans a chance to put what they want in the bill. And when they don't, let the American people know that Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy have no desire to work and better the American people. Every bill that comes out of the Joe Biden administration needs to be bipartisan. We need to have Democrat, we need to have Republican pull on it. That's the only way. So for this Student Loan Relief Act, you have to make your payments 10 years straight. And we'll relieve, we will relieve you of your bill, your student loans. You rework how much they have to pay. And you make it affordable. 
Now, you, you might come back and say, well, 10 years? Well, that's that's too kind because in 10 years, what if you don't have that much to loan? Let's, uh, let's make it 20 years. Oh, 30. See, that's the dialogue, and that's what's been missing in Washington. We need relief. People are paying mortgages over student loans. Mortgages. And if we give them just a little relief, just a bill with a path for relief, we can make it better. Now, I know progressives might not like it, but guess what? Your policies did not win the election. So maybe you need to sit down and listen for a change. Defund the police, Medicaid for all. We need those things, but we need to have buy-in. You know where I would I would put all my my fucking I'd put a public option on the fucking table. If I was Joe Biden, I said, you know what? If you're going to be a one-term president and you're going to use all your capital. Put a fucking public option on the table. Screw it. Put a fucking public option on the table. Use all your capital. And guess what? Let whoever runs in four years figure it out. We can do it. But we have to be willing to do it now. This country can no longer sit on the sidelines. We have to be willing to take the tough tasks, the hard stuff. Let's do it now. I beg of you, please. Like I said in the first half, we've got hungry children. Moms wondering how they're going to feed their kids. Close to 800,000 people out of work. Yet, we sit and we argue about an election that... The people that worked the election said this was the most secure election of our lifetime. But we play golf. We've turned our back on the people that we need to be taking care of. Please. Please, I beg of you. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's been a pleasure to bring it to you. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. Hopefully, I'm making you think. I'm prodding you. If Thanksgiving's about what you're thankful for, I'm thankful for every single one of you. If you're a fan, please subscribe. Leave a review. Tell your friends about it. Let's spread the word. That's the only way we can make this better. We've got to start now. Did Donald Trump lose? Yes, he lost the election, but was he a bad president? No. He might have been bad in certain areas, but he was good in others. Maybe he was just the bad he was the bad messenger. He wasn't the perfect perfect vessel for what we needed. Promises kept, promises made. Like I said, I'm thankful for you. I hope every one of you have a very safe and happy Thanksgiving. Remember, wear your mask if you do. Social distance. And if you're going to have people over, maybe ventilate outside. We're a country right now. We don't need to be torn apart. We need to come together. So ladies and gentlemen, come together. Let's truly make 
the difference now. Like I said, I love every one of you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. The Girl to Gov, the podcast, the Swistic Logic podcast, Car Chronicles podcast. Give it a listen. It's been a pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless.